the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we work. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. We recognise their enduring connection to this land, their culture and their ongoing contribution to these regions. We also recognise and pay respect to the Elders past, present and emerging of the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal nations. May we all continue to learn from and support their rich cultural heritage and work towards reconciliation and mutual respect with Australia's First Nations people. G'day, you wonderful human. It's Matty C here. We love that you make time to fit us at the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show into your day, and we want to help even more fantasy football players, no matter where you're from. To do this, we need your help. If you can tell just one person this week about our show and share where you listen to us, we'd be really appreciative of the support. Testimony from you who already join us and are part of our team really does help us reach new people. Also, giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app helps more people find the show, and it's more effective than you'd think. It's free, costs nothing, and takes just a moment of your time. We'd really love if you could help us so we can keep helping more people. Now, we ain't here for a haircut. Let's get into it. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Now, Adam Thielen, only 65 years old, but playing like a 62-year-old is terrific. What part of you honestly thinks that I would ever, ever write that piece of shit's name in my list? He probably made the Seahawks defense Puka. Aussie? Mate, it was awesome to watch Christian McCockslap just absolutely destroy the uh, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Fuck, I almost did a Maddie C. I was recreating Maddie's like best moment. NFL? Yeah, massive, massive. To spoil alert. It's probably all going to go to one city. Fantasy. Well, I'd, you know, give myself some shameless self-promotion, which, as we all know, I am not, you know, above. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I think my team on paper looks like a bag of dicks, so we'll wait and see. <laughs> it is like an apocalypse of shit. Now, look, fellas, for the last part of our opening show for the week, we do this every week. We bring something a little bit different, and this week... We had this wonderful exploration of guys who've been sort of, you know, maybe not what we'd hoped, and then guys who've been better than advertised. This is kind of that segment where the rubber hits the road there. Here's where we want people to really consider what action you're going to take about things we've learned from four weeks. Like, that's a full month of football. It's enough to have a representative sample of who's actually good, who's not good, who is a mirage of not good that you should go and buy now. And who's probably overperforming that is a good person to get out from under. We do this segment a couple of times every season. Taylor and I have been doing it for, what is it, three three years, Tay? Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's probably one of the first things we actually started doing. And then yeah. uh, we sort of did it two or three times a year. And then uh, I think we only got a chance to do it once last year. But um, yeah. well, I know That'll we be different this year. out of it. We unearthed some really, really good gems. I know one of them was Justin Fields, like just before he broke out. So yeah. um, I, I, it's, it's a really good exercise even just to do yourself at home and have a look who you would put in these two, you know, um, bubbles and, and work out who you would sell high and, and, um, and buy low because, honestly, you yeah. can use that to your advantage and go do trade offers and things like that uh, with the 100%. knowledge that you have. And I think it is a good way to target both, right? If you've got somebody who we now are going to establish as somebody who you should try and sell high, and then you can use that to go and find someone that you know you should buy low, all of a sudden, not only are you making yourself stronger, but you're also weakening an opponent. So it's kind of like this double win if you can manage to pull that off. But we call that this segment every year. We call it buy low, sell high. And we go through a couple of guys each at different positions just to give you a little bit of insight who we think is, oh, their star is rising and who we think is about to burn out. 
And sometimes they're not for the whole season as well. Sometimes they're just in temporary windows and it's a good time to ship a guy and then know that there's a great opportunity to maybe buy him back later as well. And I've seen Taylor do that in leagues as well. We'll sell a guy and then we'll go back and buy the motherfucker again. So they'll all come with caveats around advice about what you should do with them and for how long. Remember last year, I think it was around week five or six, around not too far different to what uh, we are now this year. I talked about Ramondre Stevenson and I actually brought him up and said, I'm going to do a bit of a game here, Maddie. I'm going to try and pick him up in as many leagues as I possibly could. And I think I ended up within about six leagues and it was just before he broke out. So it was honestly the one of the best things I did last year was was go after him in as many leagues because he hadn't really done a lot yet. So this is kind of what this exercise is, is trying to unearth people that really haven't been giving a lot of uh, fantasy goodness to managers because they're the kind of people that people will let go of. What's funny, though, is you can do that and you can come on a podcast here and you can tell people you're going to do that and people will still fucking trade him to you. It drives me crazy. <laughs> You've got to do it quick. <laughs> it drives me fucking nuts, mate. It really does. But the proof's in the pudding, right? Because then you do something like that, you get him in a bunch of legs and then you are the beneficiary of it and your, your, you know, the, your spider senses are up and it pays off. So look, in terms of folks who you can really kind of trust who's done the research on this and has a really proven track record, right? Taylor is the guy, which is why we're going to kick it to him first. Who is the ultimate buy low or sell high candidate you want to kick off with, Tay? We'll take your lead on this one and we'll produce uh, a guy in one of these categories. Yeah, so I'll start here. And this one is probably one we actually talked about in the preseason as being someone to wait on for a little while and sort of take a shot on halfway through the year. I think it's actually even more relevant because of what has happened to this team. So I'm going to start with Brees Hall. Um, He's running back 32 on the season right now. And so, if let's say if Rogers was there right now, I don't know if this would work because everyone kind of would have been sort of putting Brees Hall either on the bench or expecting him to start slow and things like that. But I think because of the aura around this team and obviously Rogers going down in the first game and Zach Wilson taking over, I think people are actually more out on him than they probably thought they would after this amount of time. He had that sort of ridiculous game in week one where he had like two carries for 105 yards and he just broke out and everyone thought, oh my God, have we actually missed on this guy? Ever since then, it's been horrendous. Like he's he's basically getting four to six carries every single game and they are bringing him on so slowly. And because the offense just hasn't been moving very well, it just hasn't given him op- opportunities to really break out in any single game. But I actually think because of the aura around the Jets and the fact that Rodgers isn't there and it's Zach Wilson actually will give you an even better chance of picking this guy up because I don't think anyone is actually seeing this guy as a potential breakout, but I am. And I, I'm already starting to see, even though the numbers aren't saying it yet, watching the games, I think they're starting to turn it over to him. Delvin Cook is toast. I, I, I don't know what the next degree of toast is when it's burnt, but he is done. Like, he is he is Eli Apple right now. It is He's completely done. <laughs> and I'm not worried about him at all moving forward. I think it's going to be Brees' backfield really soon. He also has an unbelievable uh, schedule coming up. He's up against Denver this week, who are last against the running back position. He then gets the Giants, who are 23rd. He's got the Chargers, who uh, are 27th and the Raiders, who are 21st. So he has a ridiculous um, schedule coming up, you know, in these next four to five weeks. And I think now is the time to pounce because I actually think owners are kind of over it and don't see the upside, but I can see it. Mm, I like it. I like it, Tay. You know, Brees Hall's one of my boys. 
So I, I'm totally on board with this, Tay. Uh, 100%, 100% agree. <laughs> Manjot I and I have a water bed on Bruce Hall. Do you remember this one, Manjot? Yeah, that's why I agree so much yeah. of it. Because, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I haven't really sold Brees Hall in the league yet. I, I saw a couple of trades of him in a couple of leagues I'm in this week. So I know people are kind of getting on him right now with all the hype all dying down. I think this could be an incredible time, incredible time to be a Brees Hall fantasy owner. The yep. reason, too, I didn't jump in on that water bet is this exact reason, is because I thought he would start. I would like to actually hear the tape and hear what I said, because I'm almost certain I said he would be around the running back 35 halfway through the Matty year. Matty pulled the my, tape. Matty pulled Definitely in the 30s, yeah. My concern was that he was then going to finish well and end up like sliding himself. You guys went, more well, top 18 or something. I was worried he was going to all of a sudden sneak himself back into that top 18 in the second half of the year. And I would feel like I won the water bet because Brees Hall wasn't great like in the first few weeks, which you want for fantasy. But he was still going to all, all of a sudden win man job the, the water bet. So that's why I jumped out of it because I kind of didn't want to feel like I got it right, but then it was still wrong. And this is actually what I'm saying. I actually think he is going to end up. Uh, sooner rather than later, ending up more like a top 20 back. And I could see him finishing back in that top 20 with a great second half of the year. Well, and I mean, the jump to 20, he doesn't even have to do that much to get to 20. It's once you get above about no. 15, it gets hard. That's kind of why I yeah. was pretty confident we're taking that line at 16. I'm like, yeah, he's just not going to have time to do that unless he does something extraordinary. And without Rogers there, I think that offense is always going to have a tough time now and they're going to be defense first team. So uh, actually, I actually feel really good about my position on that, even though, fuck me, you can see Dalvin is just, Dead. He's just dead. He's totally, totally dead. Bad. He's totally dead, which is yeah. a pity because I used to really enjoy him. 2.5 yards per carry or something like that. It's, yeah. It's just Mate, it, you, if you just caught, held the ball and fell forwards, you would get 2.5 yards <laughs> take because you're so tall. Um, yeah. And this guy can't do so that. Big he and the knees. he can't even run a full Taylor. Like <laughs> <laughs> you never want to go full Taylor. <laughs> it's probably better going full tail than full baddie C, to be honest. <laughs> right, that's down. Um, hey, Manjo, do you have a guy that you think's worth the buy low or the sell high at this point? Mm, I think I'll go Briggs with controversy. I'm going to be controversial with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say everyone's fantasy, darling. Everyone's fantasy, darling. Pook in the cooler. I'm going to yeah. put him up as a sell high. He's I'm my, putting him up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the one that's putting up the controversy here. I'm selling Puka as much as I can in leagues. But, look, I haven't had Puka in any leagues because I was too slow. Every every week one matchup. Week one, I literally won every single one of my matchups anyway. So I was out of contention in waivers to get him. But to any fantasy ma- manager out there, um, Cooper Cup's coming back. And Cooper Cup's going to get a lot of that football. He's not just going to go away as a player. And looking at the Rams and their history – they only really can support one player, one wide receiver. Last year, they brought in Allen Robinson, and he was absolute dog shit for that Rams offense. And really, it's like, who can you trust right now? Do you trust that rookie who's just broken out? Or do you trust a seasoned veteran who's been on record-setting pace the last two years and just had a major injury and another setback this offseason? That's the question. So I think I'd side with the Cooper Cup um, side of it. I think I'd rather side 
with Cooper Cup, Dan Puka Nakua. And honestly, I know it's going to break a lot of hearts. I'm going to probably get quite a bit of hate for it. I just don't see it with Puka. I think um, I think the breakout is unfortunately over 500 yards in four games. But I think with Cooper Cup coming back, his role in the offense is going to change. I think he's still going to get some decent stuff, but he's not going to be a wild beater like he's been. He's going 23.8 fantasy points per game. It's a pretty tough line to sustain. Yeah. Currently wide receiver for... I mean, Cooper's probably to going... Cooper Cobb, once he comes back, is probably going to be at least a 15, 18 point per game player yeah. most weeks. That's what I'm saying. I think Puka's going to take a sharp, sharp dive. It's going to be okay. massive. So sell him now while you know he's at his best value. I think that's my advice to everyone. He should be sold right now while his value is massively known as a good receiver before the uncertainty starts with Cooper Cup coming back in. All right, quick question. This is what I like about this segment here. For this, because this is a really specifically good one, you got to go rock star levels of wide receiver, and you can see the cliff coming. What can we get for Puka right now? So Would you... I was going to bring this up too. Yeah. I had a little bit of a PSA in a way. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Jump in. It, sorry, because I had him on my list too, but I also wanted to sort of preface it as don't sell him for like nothing or like bits and pieces. Like don't sell him for 50 cents on the dollar. Like sell him if someone's willing to give you like close to what he's been doing so far. But my only thought is that I don't think he goes to irrelevance. Like I don't think this is a sell before he turns into nothing because there yeah. is also the opportunity that he turns into what Robert Woods used to be to, to Cooper Cup, like which wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. Like he obviously had his games and I just think Puka Nakua has proved himself to be too reliable in this offense for him to go completely away. Probably more like you'll see less a bit less of like Tutu Atwell and things like that. I think you're mm. gonna see a funnel to two players. Uh, mainly Cooper yeah. Cup, like Manjot's right. Like there's there's a reason I had him on my list too. I think Cooper Cup is just too good, and he has the mind meld. He has the breakfast tendencies with Matt Stafford. We all know about it. I haven't heard anything about Puka Nakua going to breakfast with Matt Stafford. So that's that's oh he can't connect with the younger players. That's a he can't connect with the younger. So hey, he can't connect with the players. Remember, he can't connect with younger players. So that's a massive <laughs> part of it. He can't connect with his young guys. So, so yeah. I was just going to say, you. I was just sort of saying, Maddie, you bringing this up, like in terms yeah. of who you'd like trading for, is actually perfect because I was trying to say the same thing. I was going to say, don't just go out there and trade him for anything you can. Get the you need to get this somewhat near the value of him being wide receiver four. Otherwise, I don't really think it's worth it. Like I think it's just yeah. you might actually just be better off holding and just waiting and see what happens. But if you've got someone who's just so into Puka Nakua, like put his name out there to dangle it and see if anyone's willing to give you a good offer. But if they don't give you what you think is fair, just just don't do it. Like, it's not – he's not going to all of a sudden turn into nothing. All right. Well, yeah. th- what I was going to do, I'm just going to offer a couple of quick names here and just see whether you would prefer keep Puka or trade for one of these people, okay? Yep. So, first one I've got is would you keep Puka or would you trade for Brandon Ayuk? Do you think you can get that done? I trade for Ayuk. Yeah, I trade for Ayuk. Because Ayuk you know, has a lot more. Ayuk, and this is not even my bias to Ayuk, but he gets he probably has a lot more value over the season because of Purdy playing so well. 
and just that offense, even though it has so many stars, he's been consistently performing despite that. He's been doing what we're saying Puka has to prove. Well, he hasn't been consistent. That's certainly not. Well, he missed a game. That's going to be the problem. Where Puka's been consistent, but he's better hit a precipice. Yeah. I mean, asking that to Manjo probably wasn't fair. He was always going to say yes, but I I agree with him. (laughs) Like, as in... I had taken like that know, would be a worthwhile fan or anything, but yeah. I agree. I think Ayuk's definitely in that range of guys that I would trade Puka Nakua with with Cooper Cup coming back, and you could probably get it done. Yeah, I, I think you can. I think there would be someone out there that would be willing to do that for sure. Devonta Smith. Yeah, I'd do that too. I, you could I'd do that. Take that. I'd take that. That's, uh, like yeah. the, that's the perfect range. I think you're right. Like I think. Um, that, is that oh, getting too oh, definitely, far? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I, I take Amon Ra over Puka any Yeah, day. but I think, can you get it done is the question. Like, I don't think someone's trading Amon Ra for him. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Are these trades you think uh, I, I can be done? I think I could, you could probably make the case to try and get Devonta Smith for Puka. I don't know yeah. if you could necessarily do that. Maybe, maybe by the time you get to Amon Ra, that's going too far. Yeah, that's yeah. that's too high. Um, but there's obviously, like, I think Devontae Smith and Ayuk are in that range of guys I would do it for. It's if you're starting to, like, head further down yeah. than that, that's when I'm like, I'd probably keep Puka. Or if someone's trying to offer you, like, two running backs that are, like, twos on their team and stuff. Like, yeah. that's that's the deal. Don't do that. Bothered. Definitely don't go nickels on the on the, the yeah. dollar there. But, uh, for instance, so we're talking about Puka is number four, a wide receiver right now, today, in the yeah. same scoring system. What we're looking at there is the range between about 15 and 12. Yep. But then once we get yep. to eleven Armin Ra, now now it's probably out of yep. out of scope, Arch. right? But that fifteen, twelve, somewhere in that range, if you can get a top twenty return, yeah? Yep. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. That's really helpful. Uh in terms of the Brees Hall, now that's we're buying someone low there. Um, what do you think you would be able to sell to get Brees Hall right now? Turn this one around. Like what what have you got on your roster that you think you could make the Brees Hall owner take from you right now? Just a range of guys might be like a... Like uh, a Brian Robinson? Like, that's literally the name was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I was about to say Brian Robinson. I do actually... I actually like Brian Robinson and his situation at the moment, but it is the kind of guy I would let go for Brees Hall just because of the upside of Brees Hall. I don't think Robinson has that upside. Like, it's very team-specific. Like, if you need a starter right now like this week, and he's like, you're running back two, I would probably hold on to Robinson and wait yeah. it out a couple more weeks. But if yeah. you're like, if you've, got, a, if you've got Robinson as you're running back four or three, I think it's worth the moonshot that what Hall can bring in these next few weeks and then moving forward to go up to him because that that's that you're trying to win a league. You're not trying to end up in the middle of your league. The only one mm. person in a 12-team league, you know, one out of 12 people are going to win their league. You have to shoot your shots on guys that can win you your league. I think Robinson's going to be between those, like, 12 to 15 points every week, whereas Hall could turn into a guy that's a league winner in the second half of the year. Oh, so yeah. he had 11 points off two rushes in his first game <laughs> this year, yeah. so... That's that's what he can do. He can just do that. Um, yeah. DeAndre Swift? Do you think would you give away DeAndre Swift to do that, or do you think he's too valuable now? That's such, Swift is such a weird one at the moment. Eh? Like two weeks mm. ago, he was nothing. Like if Gainwell doesn't get injured in week two, would we be seeing like we would be seeing Gainwell as the one? Like on that team, maybe it's yeah. just insane. Like unless Swift had somehow like pushed him out of the way, like as the backup, it's insane. Like so. 
I don't know. You kind of almost got to stay in the flames of Swift at the moment. He's just getting okay. so many yards behind that offensive line. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would actually do that because, I like, at the moment, if all of a sudden, like, Gainwell just went down, like, and Swift's just getting all that work for the Eagles, like, I kind of almost see him as upside as well. I know Hurts takes all his fucking touchdowns and it's annoying, the fucking tush-push, but I, I, I honestly think Swift at the moment you probably got to stay in the flames with. Would you Would you sell Derrick Henry? Nah, Ooh. I wouldn't sell Derrick Henry either. Nah, it's, never sell I'm not. I'm looking Gosh, for Jacobs? a little bit less. I wouldn't sell Jacobs either. Like, well, that's not really the range I was thinking when I was like ETN? trying to sell for guys. I, wouldn't, I don't think I'd sell ETN either. James yeah, Conner? So. Me neither. That's closer. Wow. That's okay. closer because Conner doesn't so starting really to get to the 20 upside. range. Yeah, I'm, that's where I'm looking. Like, Conner to me is a guy I could let go because he doesn't have upside <laughs> to me. Like, he's good. I'm fine with him. Like, teams that I have him in, I don't really have an issue. But you even saw in that game against the Niners. I know it's the Niners, but, like, he just doesn't uh-huh. really have a huge upside on this Cardinals team because yeah, they're not in the red zone a huge amount of times. Like, he, yeah. he if, he's part, if he's catching passes, he's kind of matchup proof. Like, he, he can either be the guy rushing in a, in a win or catching passes in a loss. But there's just not a lot of it in this team that's a bit anemic on offense. So... Oh, he'd be the kind of guy I think you'd have to really be team specific again. But if you're mm. running back three, um, I would shoot for the moon on Hall there. One yeah. more, Madison. I'd do it. That's a I long mean. pause. That's a really long pause. Uh, it is. Do that's it. the range. Yeah. I think that's okay. the range as well. Yeah, that's okay. why I said so I'd do it straight away. Sixteen to twenty ish. Because after you get that, then you start getting to the Rashad White. Well, I don't. I, I just don't think. Anyone's giving Brees Hall away I've, for Rashad White? I think I don't I've think... got someone later that I you know? would actually uh. offer up, but they will be a sell high. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good range, and that was a really good exercise to go through. We won't go through that for every player, but that's just a couple that are really, really worthwhile because otherwise we'll be here all night. Oh, yeah. Tate, do you have another one you want to bring up though? Because we've we've got Brees Hall, great buy low because he's thirty two now, and we're looking at his value. You can. You could get a top 15 to 20 running back right now who's who's maybe overperforming off your roster to pick up this guy who's got that upside, who's still got all that to produce. With Puka Nakua, we're saying you could sell him now at his wide receiver four value and pick up a guy in that, you know, 10 to 15 kind of range, 11 to 15 kind of range, um, knowing that Puka may hit a cliff. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. That week where there's about 100 upsets, Maddie's just going to clean up. Yeah, you guys all go <laughs> three and fucking 13, and old Matty C over here will be like a rat with a gold tooth, yep. living the best life. Yeah, he'll be like a seven and nine, and he'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have another guy? Yeah, so I'll go to a sell high now, and I just foreskinned the shit out of it just now. So I'm saying I've basically paired two guys together because they're on the same team. I'm basically selling selling high on the Dolphins running back room. I'm saying sell high on on HN and most it because uh, they're running back two and three right now. And honestly, I think their values are at absolute the highest you'll ever see them. And I, I've just got some issues. I, I Obviously, Jeff Wilson's coming off IR. That's not going to help. I'm not saying that he all of a sudden usurps them, but if he takes four or five carries off them, that's four or five carries. It doesn't go to two people already who are already splitting the work. Uh, inflated stats compared to their snap counts, as I've mentioned. If those snap counts all of a sudden end up 40, 40, 20, uh, they're already getting ridiculous amount of touchdowns and yards and things 
based off their snap counts already. Uh, and there has been a ridiculous percentage of running back touchdowns already. Even though Tua and Hill and things have been actually having a good year, if you actually break it down, like the amount of touchdowns to that running back core has been insane. Like they like they had that game against Denver where I think Tua only had four of the nine touchdowns or something like that. It, it actually is going so much to this running back room, and I don't know if that's going to be the formula the whole rest of the year. Again, I am not out there saying that this Dolphins running back room is bad. I am just saying that these guys that are at running back two and three right now are not going to stay there. So I'm saying sell high on these two guys. I can't imagine that their value stays that high. Manjot, how do you feel about those? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with Tay. I think definitely, especially with Jeff Wilson coming back. My boy, Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back. Um, so I have to make sure I mention it, even though he's not Nana anymore. Got to make sure I mention it. Now that he's back in the team, back in they the fold. Yeah, they do. Like me, they love him as much as I do. Let me tell you that much. And this is again, this isn't me saying Jeff Wilson's taking over. It's just if you've got three heads there all of a sudden, that's that's all of them getting 30% instead of those two getting 50. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I mean, as you've seen too, just the um, the value per like the, the fantasy points per touch in that running back room at the moment is, is way over um, what you can expect. So, like, you can imagine that there should be some. I'm going to say regression to the mean, but I think that, that should probably even out. Like the, the, the sample size is so small and so concentrated right now that over the course of the season, you would expect that to level off. So um, I think that's probably fair. Manjot, do you have another player for us? Buy low, sell high. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I, I gave you guys a good um, good sell high just then. Yeah, you did. So I think, I think it's time for a buy low, isn't it? So at the moment, a guy I can think of, they can buy low, potentially T Higgins. I mean, mm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's too big of a buy low. I wouldn't say he's the best buy low candidate, but we've seen him in the past do pretty well. He's been playing like absolute dog shit uh, this year. I'll be honest with that. Just the way he's been going, just his form line has been absolute trash. But this is based off past sort of play he's been doing real well i know he just got an injury but he did also have a game we had 28.9 fantasy points in week two so there's still a bit of potential despite the fact that he's been absolute ass for most of the year there's still a little bit of potential i think um unfortunately snap percentage has gone lower and lower each week including the week this week where he had the the injury but it's it's something it's something to keep an eye on, I think, T. Higgins. There's a lot of people that are trading him right now. I mean, I just picked him up in the league along with IU for a couple of running backs. Like that was the trade I did. But honestly, I think that it's it's interesting watching where a guy like T. Higgins is right now. He's really low. I mean, Joe Burrow's not really throwing that well, but still, I think there's still a bit of potential there with T. Trying to think of what I would, what I would happily part with from my roster to get T Higgins now. Just knowing that rib injuries are a tough one for a wide receiver. Your job is to reach up and grab a ball, and then you're exposing the area that's the most uncomfortable. And and sometimes the injury isn't just in your ribs; it's also sort of between the between the ears a bit then too, because it it gets in your head as you can hear the um, the the defense closing as your the ball's coming to you. Um, Having had a couple of rib injuries as a receiver, it's not a not a, a fantastic place to be. 
Yeah. He's already Not at wide receiver 50, so I don't know that he can plateau any further. So this is why I kind of like the call, but it's a matter of how long can you sustain not having him and what do you have to give up to get him? It's it's like not only does he have the rib issue, his quarterback also has one calf. Like, and he has been so bad. Like, he has been horrendous this year. Um, yeah. He's carrying it's, around a very fucking big wallet these days, though, so you've got to oh give him a break. God. Yeah, he's like George Costanza with that massive wallet. Fuck for any John John Fields out there. Um, <laughs> he's got full Albert Haynesworth, this bloke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, his ass cheek sits way higher when he sits down on one ass than the other. Um, but the thing is, like, it fits this perfectly because he's the ultimate mm. by low. Like, I and and I'm sitting there. I've got T Higgins in one league. I made a trade for him a couple of weeks ago. And I'm not even thinking of moving him because I know I'm going to knock what I want back for him. And I have the ability to play other guys and just sit him on my bench and just see what happens. So if if you are an owner, I would implore you to hold. But that sort of fits what Manjot's saying is that he is by low because if you're looking at him thinking he can turn it around and and the Bengals in general can turn this around, then you're going to get him for a very good price, like in, yeah. like compared to what he obviously would have costed like to buy at the start of the year. So, yeah, no, I I think there's an opportunity. I like Tiggins. I've obviously talked him up to the cows come home since he came in the league. Uh, he, he's had some struggles, obviously. Bar and the Bengals in general have, but that's what makes him the perfect buy low. I think. Can I ask yeah. this one, just because of where we were drafting him? Right, we we're drafting him right on that edge of the just outside the top ten. So along with guys like. We just talked about Devonta Smith, and yep. he's in that range where kind of Amari Cooper and yep. um, and DK Metcalf and those kind of guys are. I don't feel like if I owned one of those guys, I'd want to sell him right now for T. Higgins. So oh, this is, I think, why it's hard, even as a T. Higgins owner who might be upset at T. Higgins for being wide receiver 50, even though we just spent a top 15 wide receiver draft pick on him. I just, I'm not sure what I'd be taking for him either which is hard like it's super hard because Manjot's saying he's seeing trades go he's had to trade a different position and a couple of pieces of a different position to get himself a slice of it so that might be the angle is instead of going at the same position you may be forced to start looking outside the box and trying to work uh, in different currency to try and make it work well if you look at the person who owns Higgins and see if there's a weakness in his team, like he might be struggling to field an, a, a wide receiver too. So go offer something that's way less than T Higgins to try and do a buy low. Or they might be struggling at running back. Um, maybe they have a wide receiver too to put in, but they've got no running back. So then yeah. maybe offer a running back um, for him. You know, if you that's assuming you want to obviously buy low on him. So just maybe have a look like at the it. team because it might be very specific to what they need. I tell you, if you got another one for us, a buy low or a sell high, I know you made a list of them. So I made, I made three of each. I might just quickly go through the other couple I have on both. Yeah, go for I it. I would love that. It's uh, so <laughs> I kind of laughed at this other buy low because it's another jet. <laughs> it's 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 amazing that I'd actually be doubling down on this. So yeah, Garrett Wilson to me actually is a buy low at wide receiver twenty five, and honestly, it's more because it feels worse than that. With the Zach Wilson situation, I brought up with Bruce Hall. I feel like there's an aura around the Jets that because of him being there, that like you can't start Garrett Wilson. Like, you know, it's it kind of feels like it's gone too far. Like, I actually think Garrett Wilson's fine. Like, he had 14 targets against the Chiefs and Zach Wilson. I know it's one game. I'm not all of a sudden on a podcast, a famous podcast like this, you know, spooking Zach Wilson all of a sudden, unless we're talking. You're about not like Ian. Fun. You're not like Ian. <laughs> yeah. 
unless it's mum's pump, then, uh, you know, uh, I'd be spruiking him for sure, as mums do. Um, but, look, in the end, I just think it's gone too far. And, like, you know, he's got a very, very good schedule coming up, like Brees Hall does, you know, against the against the wide receiver position, Denver 23rd, Philly 28th, Chargers 30th, Raiders 20th. He's got a lot of opportunity. And if Zach Wilson, I'm not saying he needs to be a world beater, if he is just semi-competent, which would be an upgrade on what we have seen in the past, which he yes. was last week. He was easily that last week. He, at times, he looked fucking better than Patrick Mahomes, which I don't think is actually outrageous to say. He actually did because Mahomes was shit for whatever reason. Yeah. But yeah, whatever know, reason. he actually looks competent in this game. So if he could just take that step forward, he also has an unbelievable matchup against Denver this week. Like that team yeah. is so bad defensively. They can make anyone look Cuts awesome. Cuts off the so, run. Cuts off the think, pass. Um, I honestly think with that game with 14 targets, I think he can take this step forward. I'm not saying he has that top 10 upside anymore like we thought he did in the preseason with Rodgers, but I think you could get him for a better price than you probably should be able to. Uh, and I could see him sort of getting back into that top 20, whether it's at the bottom of the top 20 probably, but I think week to week he's actually going to be a start, and a lot of people don't think he is. Yeah. Um, sorry, I did want to go quicker than that. I just spoke. I'll go for it. Yeah, I'll say Jordan Addison. Uh, I actually think he's a buy low, and especially oh, good, good. Uh, wide receiver forty two is down to now, and I, I actually think in this Vikings team, he's only going to get more acclimated. Whatever the fuck happened last week, they threw for like one hundred and thirty yards. It was just really weird. And so, Your one target involved, like Hawkinson what is that? Fuck all two. Like it was Jefferson even had like a down game for him. I think he had like eighty of it. Like and. You know, that's not a bad game, but for him it is. Like, it was just a really, yeah. really weird. Kirk Cousins normally slings the shit out of it, and they just didn't throw it all. So don't, don't like, sell that to the person that owns Addison. Say, he's come off a goose egg, blah, blah, blah. Can I can I get him off you? So use that to your advantage. I had Puka Nakua sell high. I've already spoken about the Dolphins room. Um, the only other guy I had is a sell high. And again, this isn't, a, this isn't a name value thing. I don't know if this guy's got this huge name out there. But in terms of if someone's out there and they'd like to look at the stats and where he is coming in wide receiver, I think Adam Thielen is a sell high. Um, mm. Wide receiver 11 on the season. And I think a lot of people might look at his last couple of games and go, wow, look at those targets and everything. I just think of uh, Bryce Young coming back. Uh, I know he had an okay game on the weekend, but I, I just think in general moving forward, he's not going to keep this up. Um, a lot of his production came with Andy Dalton. Uh, and just obviously Andy Dalton's not a world beater himself, but compared to a rookie quarterback who's had his struggles, um, he was always going to you know feed Adam Thielen a lot better than he can. So I just think Adam Thielen, if you can get you know something of a decent sort of return, um, I would I would be trying to shop him as a uh, as a sell high. I mean, mm-hmm. depending on what you get back from, because I think his run now is actually pretty good. He comes up against, so he gets Detroit on the road this week. Well, Detroit yep. aren't amazing, but then he gets Miami, who are just leaking in the secondary. The Bayern and then Houston, who surprisingly been good against the pass, but then Indianapolis and Chicago. So it's like out of the next five weeks, there's three where it's like, I'd fucking start him in every league. <laughs> and that's a reason to sell to people. Just to, yeah. If you want to chat and just say he's got a good run coming up, but I'm looking to go elsewhere. So. Um, like, well, yeah, what can I, I get back for him that's going to be better than that in the next five weeks? You know, that's kind of where I'm, where I am on it. But I mean, I completely get it. But I think I'd be holding him until that runs over and then go right. Yeah, when you come up against Dallas, I'm going to sell you the week before you go against Dallas. <laughs> it's about who you can get. Like, it, like it's exactly what you said. I, I'm saying that it's if it's it's for a person that 
looks at the analytics and goes, he's wide receiver 11 on the season and doesn't think of the name value of Adam Thielen and that he's 30-odd years old, blah, blah, blah. So, again, all this stuff is don't just sell them willy-nilly. Like, make sure you're getting a decent value. Like, I, I don't know if someone's out there thinking that they would sell, like, an IUK for him, but that, if that's the range, I would probably try and get something. But, um, again, I don't know if that's that'll go through. But I'm just yeah. saying that... Put him out there for anyone that sees him at wide receiver 11 and thinks, man, I could start this every guy every week. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Menjot, do you have yeah. uh, any other quick ones you wanted to mention, honourable mentions? Uh, I mean, with so high, I think it depends on what he does in the – what happens to him in the NFL season. But Carl Pitts, if he gets traded, like oh. that's what I'm thinking of him as a so high. Um, I think if he gets traded, a lot of people will get, be like, oh – Boy, he is on a new team now. He's gonna be doing a lot better, and that's something you can sell to people. Um, I'll, I'll so be honest; I'll probably be thinking that. <laughs> I'll probably be the one of the top ones going, "Fuck yeah, he's not Arthur Smith anymore." Get this. Yeah. he's gonna get yeah. the ball a hundred times. Arthur Smith yeah. is throwing it to Jonu. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. It is so <laughs> stupid what's going on up there. I, I said it last week. He was tied into on his team, and then they go out in fucking London and do that shit again. Yeah, on yeah. Toy Story mode, too. I didn't even watch the game in real life. I watched it all oh. in Toy Story mode. I found like, it so hard was... to watch in Toy Story mode. Oh, my God. I actually enjoyed the Toy Story mode. I watched like 10 mode. minutes of that. It was just too hard. <laughs> yeah, well, the first like the first quarter was trash, but then like after that, then they then ESPN got their shit together, and then it actually looked pretty decent. Like at least they got all the touchdowns in Toy Story mode. I could. I mean, I watched that. your you know highlight of the Toy Story mode, and that's that was that was the best bit. I think the highlight yeah. on that pastry press NFL. Did you have anyone else you want to bring up? I've just got one or two guys I want to throw in at the end as well. Just, oh, uh, you go a little it, bit of reading. You go for it. Um, you I know Taylor's hated this guy early on, but I feel like now all of a sudden it's the time that he's going to be free. Just go and find yourself a little sneaky spot on the bottom end of your bench for Cam Akers um, because he's been struggling with injury. He's never going to be lower at running back 59. And even though he got 22 carries in his first game and finished at running back 34, guess what happened last week? He got five touches and finished at running back 34. So he's feeling better. He's going to get more work and Kyron Williams won't be what he is, which is also why Kyron Williams would be great sell high. So that one's kind of both both edges of that one. The other one I want to bring up is Jahan Dotson's currently wide receiver 60. <laughs> 60? Are you fucking Brutal. serious? 60? <laughs> Go and find Taylor's, space for him. Taylor's you could sell boy. anything yeah. to get him. You could sell anything Still to get him. And boys. I know, Taylor, I was into you in the preseason about how drunk you were on Do- Jahan Dotson. Oh, but this is why, because he's an ass salad sandwich after four weeks. But this is the moment. Now's the moment. Not at draft time. Now's the moment. Because he costs you nothing. I just, they're using him so fucking weird. I've, I've watched, I've been trying to watch some games, obviously, because I was so high on dots in the preseason. Yeah. I don't understand why a guy that's that talented is being used as like basically just a guy that's close to the line of scrimmage. I don't know what they're doing. Like his, his A dot is just so low. And oh, like, shit. He, he, oh, shit. He keeps getting like three or four catches for like 20 odd yards. And then all of a sudden he catches that awesome touchdown, like at the end of the game. I'm like, 
how fucking hard is this? Just code the guy more often. It it just makes absolutely no sense to me. I'm hoping with some better matchups sort of coming forward. Obviously, that Bills one was disgusting. Like, Sam Hell was so out of his depth in that game. So, you knew he was never going to get anything done in that game. But with a game, you know, up against the Bears this week, I think there is an opportunity for Dotson to turn it around. So, oh, look, I couldn't be any more with you. And, and honestly, it's just a lot of hope and prayer for me with Dotson. I've got him on a lot of benches. I haven't been playing him because of the situation. But yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Like, he's just this guy. I can't let go. Like I have to keep him because I still see the talent there. Between now and week eleven, he's got one matchup I don't like, and yeah. that's you know, like he plays. I don't know, and it's only because you can beat the Giants every other way. You don't have to pass to beat them, um, and they, their offense can't do fuck all. So you don't need to score any points to beat them. But every other matchup: Chicago, Atlanta, Philadelphia, New England, Seattle. You can pass on all of them. All of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think this funk is hanging around. I also don't think he's going to knock the cover off and all of a sudden be a wide receiver 20. But, you know, in terms of just if you could send away almost nothing and get a guy who's going to be really flex-worthy for the next five or six weeks, totally worth it. Totally worth it. So they're my two guys, just a couple of fellas to go and buy. Sounds good. If you want to sell the guy, though, I think sells a flowers because OBJ is coming back. And, uh, yeah, he's going to have the Cooper Cup effect in Baltimore. That's why we um, went and picked him up in Astro League, isn't it, Manjot? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Love love a bit of OBJ. Also, uh, one thing that's great is that Jamison Williams is back this week. Yeah. Is, his suspension got downgraded a couple of games, which is good. Good news for us fantasy owners. So it's a potential time for him to actually be a decent uh, sell-high candidate. For some fantasy oh. managers who might be struggling at wide receiver, you might be able to get some good value off him. I'm just going to say that. I mean, because this week I don't love his matchup, right? He, he hasn't been integrated into the team. He's going to be no, fairly sparingly. So don't use him this week. But if you can get somebody who's just salivating over him and you can get something great out of it, 100%. I, I completely, I actually think that's a really good tip because I don't think he's like, ever going to be higher than he is right now. Like, everyone, it's all potential at the moment. And, like, don't get me wrong, I think he does have a lot of talent. And, like, would I be completely surprised if he has a few bomb touchdowns in this Detroit team? No, I wouldn't. But at the moment, he's he's actually, like, almost, like, I reckon based on potential, he's probably at about 80% in terms of value of his peak. So there's way more opportunity, like, chances that this goes wrong for Jamison Williams than it is right from what his value is right now. And there are a lot of people like clamoring over to get him because they think he's like the next big thing. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying he isn't, but there is, actually is a bit of trade value in him if you have him because everyone's like, wow, what, this could be anything. This could even be a boat. It could be a boat. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love that. Um, the thing that I like about it too is like, you know, so you can see the volumes there for him once he's acclimated because – Fucking Josh Reynolds looks useful. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so it tells you that the volume is there, ready for actually a, a really good player to step into that. So once he's got two or three weeks under the belt and he's uh, acclimated the offense, yeah, then that, that probably pays off for whoever winds up with him. If you've been patient and you've sat on him and you don't think you can get a really good return for him, just hold him. Just fucking hold him because yeah. he'll show up. I've I've got him in a few leagues. I did a stash on him in a fair few leagues, and I I'm just gonna sit on him. But I like I said, I completely agree with what Manjot's saying though. Like if you're a pinch, like if you don't have the ability for him to be your bench wide receiver, I would actually probably shop him yeah. because I think you could probably get something for him. But yeah, and if you're in a bag of shit at running back, and you can get a flex starter at running back, selling. Do it. Someone made a good point. Today Need a win too. 
you know, the whole Dan Campbell situation with Jameer Gibbs, it also sort of make, gives you a little bit of pause of Jamison Williams because if he's the kind of guy that just sees the young guys as guys that should be coming in and just playing their role and not actually being a full breakout, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if Jamison Williams gets a very similar treatment to Jameer Gibbs, at least in the first few weeks, where Dan Campbell's like, you know what, like, you know, you've got to earn your sort of spot and things like that. So I wouldn't yeah. be expecting Jamison Williams to come out of the gate firing straight away. Yeah, I think it's going to take a couple of weeks. That is a great piece of information to hold on to there, Manjot. Thank you for bringing that one up because we might have let show one get out of the way before we even brought him up. That is the end of show one, by the way. We've made it. We've gone through some buy it low and sell highs. We've had the pastry performers. We've even updated the G'day Gridiron versus Aussie NFL Fantasy Show tipping. It's It's been a good week. It's been a really good week. We gave away a jersey for fuck's sake. How about that? Yeah. How many okay. people have got that? Yeah. It's been wild. I'm looking forward to being the delivery guy in that one. I can't wait to see Manjot feel uncomfortable holding that green and gold jersey. Any other time, any other green and gold jersey, fine. But just that particular kind gives him the heebies yeah. with the big scoop of jeebies. Exactly. <laughs> you find Manjot at Pastry Press NFL. You can find Taylor and I and Manjot all together at Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I'm at Matty Podcast, although I'm pretty much just Aussie NFL Fantasy Show there. You'll find us right back here again tomorrow as part of the Aussie Gridiron Network. In the meantime, too, go and check out our brothers at Get A Gridiron. And do you know what's happened this week? Dynasty Mark's got two episodes out. So go and find hey. that. It's right here on this same feed with the No Huddle Dynasty podcast. There's another episode already in the can for next week too. So get on it. He's back. He is back with a vengeance. Mm. Good stuff, yeah. Mark. Good good content. Like I said, <laughs> Dynasty's, Dynasty's a huge body grower in um in the fantasy you know world. Like so many people are playing it. It's just a great thing to do. So get out there, support Dynasty Mark. He's an absolute great mind. And um yeah, anything we do Dynasty wise, we're always asking him about it. 100%. He's starting to get a few guests through that show too, which is fantastic. So check that out in these coming weeks. Mm, no foreskin there. Now, fellas, we'll see you all tomorrow. Ooh. We're going to have a couple of questions from the mailbag. We need the doctor back in because he's got a few things to answer, a few things to give us, not just penis pills. Can't wait, though. Love those. Have a good evening, fellas, and we'll catch you all tomorrow. Hooroo! Hooroo! This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. I don't, apparently, I don't even need to be let in. I just, just throw out pop jokes all over the place. Yeah, he's not doing that against the Cardinals. I can't stop a wet fart. Aussie? I'll be sure he's not one of those guys that like is treating Aaron Rodgers on those ayahuasca trips everywhere. I will say you can still enter, but you would be absolutely no chance of winning. So I just thought I'd say that. NFL? I just had something pop up at the last minute. I'll just, I'll just oh, call it. It's a bronze shack dick hey. like I've got behind me. <laughs> not a bad day at the office. Not a bad day at all. Fantasy. Uh, I'm the oldest one here, but he's going to treat me like a child, and rightly. (laughs) (laughs) Pastries, pastries aren't moist for pastries. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. What was his nickname again? I I forgot, Tay. Tay? Tay, Uh, Keep Christian McCockslap.